0: This is Fern Hall, and you're
1: listening to Aetherite Radio. Hello everybody, and welcome to Lorecast from Aetherite Radio, Gamer Escapes Lore Podcast for Final Fantasy XIV. I'm Fusion X, and joining me today here in Las Vegas for Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival 2014, I have Anwell. What's going on? How's it going? And joining us today, very special guest, we have the one and only Michael Christopher Koji Fox. Fern Halls, that's me. Good. And so uh, we had the lore panel earlier today, a lot of cool information, uh, a lot of genitalia talk, <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of gasms, and uh, <laughs> so we're going to get even more information uh, straight from the source here. and So uh,
2: let's get right into it. Sure. let dive right in. All right. So uh, very easy question to start things off. Uh, do the days of the week have
0: names? Yes. Uh, The days of the weeks definitely have names um, because a lot of the game was based off of, um, you know, uh, themes that we had in Final Fantasy XI. I mean, the main lore guy um, was... Ken Iwao, uh, who worked on Eleven and created Eleven, and I had also worked on Eleven, and then we came on and started collaborating for Fourteen. And again, it's a new world, um, but we do want to, you know, like all Final Fantasy games, basically take stuff from previous Final Fantasies, and and that's one of the things that we wanted to take. And because it was such a good system um, and worked in Final Fantasy Eleven, because you have your elements, and because we have those same type of elements in Fourteen, we wanted to do the same thing. And so you have your Water's day, and you have your fire day, and you have, you know, your I- wind day. I
2: still can't believe that's Windy. entirely accurate, just because... Wednesday. I know, that, that always threw me. After Wind's reading the Wind. Dusty Tomes, that's exactly what I've been calling them as a nickname until we could ask you. Yes. So that's funny so that they turned out to be the actual name. Should have put money
0: buttons. down on it. I should have. You win. We're in Vegas, you could have done it. Yeah, yeah, baby. It's too late. <laughs>
2: Okay, so another question, we usually ask something about the Ascians to get to know them a little better, why we see them the way they do, anything that won't blow anything out of uh, proportion for something that might come later. Um, Something that kind of ties past to the present, we've run into a lot of Ascians by name Mm -hmm. in A Realm Reborn. Yeah. And I'm wondering if any of the ones that we've seen so far were the actual identities of either that we met in 1.0, or even if those two were the same. And I believe they were Travanchet, Travanchet, mm-hmm. Travanchet, and the Reaper asian we've been calling him since then.
0: Okay, um, well, uh, you, for those of you that have not uh, played through the 2.0 story, this is gonna be spoilers, but as you know, the Asians have the ability to basically take over Someone and take over their body and control them, um, and so this is what the case was with Travanche. Um, is that basically he was Travanche? There was a person named Travanche, and he was uh, taken over and he was controlled and made to do things. He's being controlled by the Ascian. The same thing um, with uh, the Ascian that you see in the the of Limps Limps quest as well. The one that's um, you know telling everybody what to do and. Horn. I guess I guess right. you can't go like this and say nothing because it's the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on camera. Pretended <laughs> his pen was a horn. Um, but yes, the based, key, the based key. on the
2: Elizan exterior, we've all just been saying dark, crystalled Elizan and moving. Yeah, yeah but um,
0: I mean, these aren't. Again, they are not the actual Ascians at that time. They are um, uh, people that have been taken over and are being controlled by um, the Ascians. and so um, that's who they were. Okay, even the Reaper. Do we know Reaper. anything about the Reaper anymore? Um, the Reaper I was told not to talk about. Okay. That's me. Okay, so it. one
2: just to clarify, was the force uh, taking over shaman Was that anyone we've met so far, or just an underling? That no, was just one of them. That's not okay. the anyone we've met so far. So, okay, so when something we can throw out.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so what is the the difference between a primal and an elder primal. You know, we have Odin and Bahamut; they're kind of powerful. But then we have, uh, you know, the Summoner Quest. Uh, we have Belias, as mentioned. So, what are the what are the differences between all these guys?
0: Okay. Well, um, basically, primal and elder primal is is all about a matter of, um, you know, that length of worship, um, how long that they've been worshipped by people. Because with primals, it's all about you have someone worshiping you, and then you become that primal and it's because people are praying to you or they believe in you and then you get your power from that and that's you know why um, you know for the for, uh, for the Ixal or the Ammalja, um it's all of that that the belief is what again makes the ether combine and then brings forth um, and summons forth uh, these, uh, these primals and so um, when you look at Ifrit and Titan, and the ones that we're calling primals, um, they are considered very young, um, in the sense that they, people haven't been, been believing in them for, a, they've been believing them for a long period of time, but in the like span Anderson, of all the of, grand of the eras, of yes, yeah. it's, um, they haven't been believing, you know, people haven't worshipped them for that much time. In the case of Odin, people were worshipping him long, long, long ago, Um, And then there was a phase where people stopped worshiping him, and that's why he kind of vanished and went on his wandering, and he was gone for a while, but then now he's back. And the reasons why he's back... ah. So it's basically Um, like
1: Nightmare on Elm Street, right? If you start thinking about it... (laughs) <laughs> if you say his name three times, then it will appear So really, we,
2: we thought it might be more complicated than that. Originally, there were a few theories tossed around, like maybe it has to do with whether or not their worshippers are still around, or maybe it has to do with whether or not they were from this particular era. It just has to do with the length of time. Basically, length
0: of time. And so, mm. in that sense, people started believing in Odin. That's a lot to get excited yeah.
2: about for the Odin storyline coming up, then. Mm. <laughs> okay, this one is all you. I know you've been waiting to ask something about this for a while.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, we know that the names of all the Asians um, are kind of borrowed from lore from uh, one of the other Final Fantasies, uh, from Evolice, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. which was in twelve. Um, and there's th- in that kind of lore, there's scions of both light and darkness, and we've, mm-hmm. we've seen the you know scions be used before. Um, so La for example, um, was like the light scion counterpart mm-hmm. of Mateus, mm-hmm. um, and Mateus was the sign of darkness. And Laha Reyes, he has this kind of glyph mask thing that kind of looks a little bit like some imagery for Mateus. Um, and we know Belius is mentioned, again, in the mm-hmm. summoner quest uh, as an Elder Primal. And, um, you know, we know he was a thing. So is there a deeper connection between the Elder Primals and the
0: identity of Ascians? Oh, man, this is not as cool an answer as you're expecting. Um, I mean, the whole... You know, again, like I mentioned before, Final Fantasy is always, it's about borrowing um, and taking things that other Final Fantasies did and then making them, taking them not 100%, but taking it and then like adjusting it and making it, you know, it your own
1: kind of thing. Um,
0: the fact that the Final Fantasy XIV team is uh, made up of a lot of people that worked on um, the original Final Fantasy XII. I mean, our main scenario writer, uh, Maihiro-san, also worked on Final Fantasy XII. Minangawa-san, the guy that did all of the UI also, Final Fantasy XII. He's working with us. Um, so many people um, worked on Final Fantasy XII came over to us, and and also Yoshida-san himself, being a fan of Final Fantasy XII, um, they kind of like, okay, this is one of the games we want to borrow heavily from because they thought it was really cool and they they really liked the imagery and and the lore that it had, and so they want to borrow from it. And of course, you know, they know that Final Fantasy XII has its story, and they don't want to take that story and put it into you know 14 because it's. It's not 14, it's 12, Mm -hmm. but they want to draw on, you know, that imagery that was there and some of the connections that are there. And so I would say that a lot of the stuff that you're seeing in the game um, is not random. There are, uh, (laughs) there are meanings behind it, but it might not be as deep a meaning as you think it is. It might be, again, it might be just an homage, it's like a shout out. Well other things might be, okay, we're doing this on purpose because, yeah. And that's all I can say So it kills some conspiracy theories, but at the same time,
2: it kind of speaks to the history of Final Fantasy. Because you start out with a lot of things from mythology, and now mm-hmm. you've had so many installments that you can refer back to yourself yeah. in that kind of and way. People and people kind really of cool. forget that
0: the real mythology actually existed, and everyone yeah. only knows the mythology that is was... Yeah, yeah so really, it's just, Final it's just
1: theories. you know, if you think of, like, the Crystal Tower, how it's like, okay, that was from 3, and you had Xandies and Cloud of Darkness, and then, you know, with 12, you had, you know, the Scions, and then you had... The one guy who starts with a Z and ends with an arc, you know, like, it's just, we'll take bits of this into here and that, and then integrate it into Z, and mm-hmm. that's a cool way to do it.
2: Yeah. Okay, this one is a, is a follow-up to the, something we talked about on the panel earlier, or you talked about on the panel earlier, um, said so you, you got a lot of uh, requests from different areas of the team. That just oh I want to drop the moon here I want bears here how do we make this all fit there needs to be PvP but we need to get yeah, along yeah yeah um this is an excellent opportunity to talk about then in uh, 1.0 conjurers had access to all six elements and they communed with the elementals mm-hmm. in that way. And yet, in Final Fantasy history, black mages are the ones who controlled all the mm-hmm. elements. So mm-hmm. then we come along a little later and Thaumaturge, who was the exact opposite of Conjurer, is now the one with three elements and we've split them up. Was that a big challenge for you guys?
0: It was a huge challenge and it was so huge that even after that awesome build-up that you did for us, this was one of the times that we just we blew up and we weren't able to put everything back together. And it's just one of those things where you have to, and again, it doesn't happen a lot, if every now and then you'll you just get gotta, something that's you just just gotta like, do it okay we can't explain this and if we tried to it just would sound forced um, it went on for too long the way it was and yes it was like this but they have to do this because of this and so I mean yeah there are some things that just come down to the system and so you just don't explain them and hope that people don't notice and then yeah. people notice and they have this podcast and I have to say <laughs> Yeah, it's just like sorry, the it's like the Crystal Tower change with uh, with Archer. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that was <laughs> that's the dev's fault for saying, oh yeah, we're never gonna put him in uh, next patch. Uh, oh yeah, kidding. we're putting him in. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> doesn't affect us in Japanese. Well,
2: if it's any consolation, there are people who are are disappointed. Like, oh well, I, I'm sad I can't use all six elements uh-huh. on this. I'm sad Black Mage doesn't have this. But there are people who have noticed. The pattern that like oh well these are a lot more in nature and these are a lot more destructive Mm -hmm. they can be harnessed in different ways and a lot of people have accepted that and thought it's a very creative way to do it so it's not all over the place. And that's the thing too
0: is that you know when we did you know decide okay we need to make the break we did have some input in that Mm -hmm. and we're able to say okay if you're gonna make a break can you do it at least this way so while we can't explain the break lore wise at least what happened as a result we were able to you know, implement some things that would make it at least so, so the sense. result was, yeah. it would fit within that. It fits that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yes. what counts.
2: Okay. Okay, so calling back to an old question we haven't talked about in a while. Every now and then we bring up some yeah. of the same questions. I know um, i
0: see this one before. <laughs> one of these so days, we'll get the answer. answer. All
2: six primals have been revealed now, and it hasn't been revealed which one the Garleans bumped into that made them turn around the first time. Oh, you say all six primals. Oh, that isn't all six of the that
0: we knew all about so there's six.
1: well even, even today we know that there's more primals we know there's coming, more. so <laughs> yes we revealed that there's going to be
0: more primals and there's going to be multiple primals and they're all really cool primals and they're going to kind of throw wrenches in your theories about oh uh, we needed to have six that's one well for come. each of the hits.
2: no that's yeah. well because it always seemed okay. like you guys wanted to aim for the big six before going anywhere
0: else yeah, now that we've true. seen yes and that was and that was the thing and it just happened to work out that way and, and you're going to find out a lot about um, Shiva as well Um, you know because you're thinking again it's up until now primals have been like this they've had this and this is how they've acted and then Shiva's going to come in it's going to be totally different well and Ramu was different too yeah Ramu was yeah again Ramu was a little bit different and moving a little bit away Shiva's going to be even more different Um, all of the rules um, that you have come to expect from a primal are going to be kind of not tossed out the window but there's going to be a new spin on it and you're going to see something you haven't seen before and it's going to cause speculation. People are going to be like, okay, "Why is this happening?" Um, but this is going to be a good gateway because it's going to open up more doors. Like, okay, primals don't all have to fit into this little compartment. They're allowed to do this and. The, there can be these kind of primals as well, and that's going to make a lot of things exciting. So we're so. expecting
2: this to be the last primal of a cycle, and instead, it's just a gateway to a mm-hmm. whole new mm-hmm. section. Mm-hmm. That so is going to be cool. that is good. I news think that wait a way to make me more
1: excited for for three yeah. <laughs> that we can't like go around and asking people stuff. <laughs> really.
0: Man, and so yeah, and so that. That's primal, which made them halt their advance. I still cannot answer that question wow, it's been um, because so it's been so long. It's, it's been, been almost so long. as long as Ishgard. I'm excited to hear about it. I hope yeah. it turns out. It's it's it should come. It's it's a ways off, but you'll you'll find out someday. It's not one of those things that we're just going to keep quiet about. I mean, it's there, but it's just one of those things that. I mean, like you, you heard, you know, you should be talking about how they have their their plan. They have their long term plan. They plan out. I mean, oh, yeah. before you know, a realm reborn was released, they had already had plans for beyond two point four um, up until well, and you know,
1: and, you know and even before before the game before two came out, it was like right around launch. I mean, they were showing you know, like the the rendered models for cloud of darkness and Shiva, and you know, <laughs> over
0: a year later, here they are. Yeah, so yeah, I mean. We we think in advance, and so there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, I, can, I know personally, but it's like, yeah, you just have to wait for it for another year. <laughs> as long as,
2: I'm I'm pretty patient. As long as I know it's coming, yeah. and it's something that we can say, yeah. please look forward to mm-hmm. it. I'm right. pleased to be I looking forward, forward to, it. to it. There you go. <laughs>
1: um, so this is, this is what I was always wondering, too. Um, officially, it's been declared that the seventh astral era, you know, it's the seventh astral era now, you know, you, you beat the main scenario, good job, you know, here we go. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, you know, who are the grand company leaders thinking that, you know, they can just be like, okay, it's, you know, it's over, we're done.
0: Well, this is, uh, again, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, a very political thing. Um, basically, five years ago, you had this, your, half of your world was destroyed. And it was only because of, you know, uh, Louis come, stepping in and trying to stop things and half stopping things. Um, that, you know, people are even still around in New York. And uh, a lot of people did pass away during the calamity. And those that came back, they came back and, you know, family members are gone, their livelihood has been, you know, destroyed. They have to rebuild. They have to go into, you know, the shroud and, you know, move trees that have been felled and, you know, redo their farms. And it's just like... It's a lot of stuff to think about, and it got a lot of people down, and people were depressed. I mean, if you even look at uh, some of the NPC dialogue, um, one thing that we did uh, in 2.0 is um, uh, that they didn't do a lot of in the Japanese um, was that NPCs were just you know regular NPCs, and when you talk to them, they'd have their default text. like oh, welcome to Rudonia and we just thought, you know, if in my life half the world had been destroyed. And I had to come back to this. Like, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I'd just be depressed, yeah. and be like, "I have this tough life, and I'm just trying to rebuild things, and I'm trying to get back on my feet." And so, we tried to put a lot of that kind of um, text in to some of the NBCs, um, just the regular, uh, the regular dialogue. But that's the thing. It's like you have um, people in all of the nations that are just pretty much down. Um, they had this big war with the Garlands. They they were able to win all of these great battles. They came together, it was the first time in th- you know hundreds of years that I mean, the grand companies or in thousands of years that the grand companies were formed and that you know these warring people were getting together and holding hands and saying, let's do this and you know, and then we didn't make it. And so <laughs> um, basically the grand company leaders were waiting for something good to happen. And at the end of 2.0, something good finally that happened. First and, really- yeah, that first chance it's sort of like, okay, let's grasp onto this. And so they just tell everyone, okay that's it we're good we're done umbral era is over mission accomplished we're done and hopefully to bring everyone's spirits up even though there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be done there's still a lot so, of problems it's it's a morale thing because you can't have your people right, depressed right. all Never the time because, it's gonna again, end. Yeah, because they're not going to be productive in society they're not going to farm because they're like why should i farm and it's just another Bahamut's going to come and destroy my fields and uh. and yeah. so it was again it's a it's a purely political decision to, it's, it's kind of like a
1: morale booster, a morale booster. Yeah. Yeah. so so then and you know that whole questlands you know it's chronicles of a new era right so is
0: are we then in a new era or yeah okay. i mean when they when they announce it this this is it that's it okay so but it's weird because if a new player picks up you know, the package yeah. today and starts today, they're still at yeah. At the and they <laughs> gotta make it through. So. We're there, but it's in the time bubble. Yeah, it's in yeah. that time bubble. Okay. It's one of those things so, again you can't explain through your lore, it's it's right. MMO. Politically
2: and. speaking, if you have moved past the we're all screwed, this is over, let's just give up and move into we're actually getting somewhere, let's come together, let's be this you mm-hmm. can you can kinda go a little early and come together. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's
1: good. Alright. Um a long time ago, uh, we were told that we would learn more about Atomos in mm-hmm. 2.0, um, and we saw him in the Labyrinth of the Ancients, and he was just kind of there, and mm. no one was like, oh, hey, look, it's Atomos. Remember the last time mm-hmm. he showed up? Um, so is there anything uh, that you can tell us about Atomos? Is yes. there anything
0: coming up? Or I can tell you a little bit more. Um, again, I remember telling you that, like, yes, we were, I asked the lore, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll have some of those, uh, we'll have some of those quests and we'll talk more about what he is. Yeah, after 2.0 is done, yeah, we're gonna do this. And then it was just one of those things that kept getting pushed to the bottom of the list, like, oh, we have to do this, though, we have to do this, though. Oh, and yeah, we can't talk about that now, and we'll talk about it later. And oh, we want to do this, do this next patch. Ah, when well, We can put that to the So next basically,
1: patch. it's almost had the same priority in 14 as he did in 11 as an <laughs> Avatar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he's the he's the guy everybody forgets, um, which you would think so like, why would how would you forget something like that? It's a big gaping maw. And, you know, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> um, but no. Um, so there is still there are still plans um, to have a quest um, that explains a little bit more about why he's there. But I was given the okay by the Lord. I just like, oh, you just you can just tell him a little bit more about him um, and I what see. he's doing. And so basically, what happens is um, you have the void, and then you have. This plane and those planes, um, you know, you can get rifts in them, and that the rifts are where, uh, you know, those from the void can come through, and then when a rift is there, they can go back. But a lot of times the rift closes and they're stuck over here. That's why you have a lot of void sent over here and they don't go home. Um, uh, what happens is the reason that those rips happen is that you have, again, I'm doing this with my hand, so I'm trying to explain <laughs> this. So you have on one side, my, my left hand represents uh, the void, and it is approximately. Uh, six inches away from my right hand which represents this plane and those planes um, are in constant state of like flux and so they're they're moving like back and forth and sometimes they get close and when they get close they hit and that's when sometimes tears uh, occur. Um, tears can occur in other ways as well through magic or through you know powerful beasts rending um, you know a hole in it but a lot of times it happens naturally when they get really close and they hit each other and there's a, a little bit of overlap and, uh, you know, it's, it's times like this that, you know, uh, that most will, you know, know. Oh, he can sense these because, again, it's all about power. He wants to consume um, ether. And so when it, that rip happens and when they get really close, he can sense that, okay, the planes are close now, okay, there's a rip. He's the first to go through. Oh, okay. He's the first so to go through, and he's... Blood in the water, yes. shark coming yep. to Yes. And then he's going to suck up as much ether as he can before... They separate again, and then he'll go back in and stay. And that's how he feeds. Um, and even 2.3
2: answered a lot of that. Because we originally when we saw Atomos down there, we were like, what's he even doing here? Why are there voids sent here? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? And now we know Zande had this agreement yep. with the Cloud of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And we get to learn more about that mm-hmm. later. So I'm sure that's all going to come back around. Yeah, But okay. that is very cool. It's we now all starting have an identity. to make sense We now. have an identity to go with the Maw. <laughs> and that that counts. Okay, so another question. Uh, some of the lore makes it sound like the uh, conflict between the Hur and the Elizin mm. got pretty heated and perhaps even yeah. violent, while others make it sound like a bit of a long-standing tension. What were the extent of those hostilities?
0: Yeah, um, I kind of touched a little bit on on this, not directly but indirectly, in the... the the live stream um, that we just did and there was a question about um, relationships uh, between uh, the different races and do they have crossbreeding and things like that and it was um, the answer was a lot of it doesn't happen because um, while you know we have all of these five races living together in Aorzea, they kind of all there's this tension between them and the tension is there because they have bloody histories of fighting for a long time and then kind of not really making up but just kind of agreeing to disagree and going apart again and then, yeah let's live together because it's good to have this relationship where we're here rather than living by ourselves where we be more susceptible to attacks from the garleans or whatever we work together because we have a con- common enemy type of thing but most of um You know each of the five races they don't really like each other and it's been something that's gone on um you know through most of the eras, you'll have these again these waves um there'll be times when again um when Erosia is populated more by one race than the other but another race will come in and there'll be conflict there and um you know there is there has been talk about um you know the hur and the elizin um that is very recent um in the sixth astral era when again right after the calamity when um is not as populated um, Elazan from a different area you know they migrated in and you know in the sixth era they were like we are the first ones here even though again there's many many there's just that yeah, but they were the first history. there it happened to be you know at the beginning of the sixth astro era they were the first there and they settled and like okay this is our land and then of course you know the pesky here who are everywhere were like hey and Elazan like oh my god we left you that whole continent up there why did you come down here and you know, they hate each other for that. And then, of course, you know, Wallafell come in and are like,
1: hey, guys,
0: you're in the party. I mean, and so again, you have these, um, you know, these cycles of clashing and then moving apart and clashing and moving apart. And, and that just kind of gets really ingrained, um, you know, in their society and the cultures um, and in the racial cultures and so there is a lot of uh... heat there and so yeah that is why um, And again it's like has it shifted yes it shifts all the time um, there's always these power struggles you're gonna have times when you know the lalathelle will rise for whatever reason and then they will attack one group or they'll side with another and attack them and then they'll turn on the people that they decided with because again it's all about themselves and and again that's one of the reasons why there isn't a lot of um... interracial relationships is because again even though, like, well, yeah, we'll, you know, live in the same town together. It's like, but yeah, but you're an Ellison.
1: I can just imagine some, some you know, young, strapping Ellison guy bringing home some, you know, higher female home. Oh, and, and the, the grandma's like, like and the grandma's like, why
0: couldn't you have found a nice Ellison girl? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of that <laughs> going on. There's a lot of that going on. And, and like I mentioned in the live stream as well, there's going to be, um, in the future, we're going to have, Actually, have um, some type, some characters that are again half uh, one race, half That's another, really cool. and then and that how that person is treated in, in a certain society, and the quest about that, and
2: so. I can tell a lot of role players that pop into the lore forums are going to be all over this, trying to figure out what they can about the way they're treated, how they might, what they might have been through. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they're looking forward to that. Yeah. That of course answers indirectly a question that came up that we couldn't get to about. Uh, if the here are such recent arrivals, how come they're all of the uh, analog we've seen? So that explains that. I mean, if it's a constant flux, we might have just forgotten they were here.
0: Yeah, and uh, you haven't seen all the is. Well.
2: We have not at all. And yeah. if we're going to go, if we're going to look at the game mechanics as canon, I mean, would they had outfits that fit all races so perhaps i mean yeah it's, you
0: look at you look at the garlands and again they are you know the Garleans are a different race uh, the pure-blooded ones and they have their third eye and um but when you look at the Garlian uh, the imperial army you have people of many races because again they go they subjugate a, a nation and then they get people like oh yeah you can gain citizenship to if you join our army and prove your worth and of course a lot of people do and And that's why you have, you know, uh, a lot of the imperial soldiers like, oh, that's an Elizan, because yeah, the actual Garleans are all back ruling while they're letting conscripts are out conquering the land, using the magic that they can't wield in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: So yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of things answered since. I mean, the last time we had a lot of questions about that. So that's we've gotten pretty far. Okay, so move on to another question, um, more about the development side this time. Okay. Entities like Diabolos and now Fenrir have uh, always been separate from like the big summons of the past, Ifrit, Shiv- Ifrit Shivra, uh, Leviathan, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels kind of weird seeing them as simple dungeon bosses. Will they have future appearances, like more powerful forms, story-related appearances? Can we look forward to something like that? Okay.
0: Now I'm, like, worried. You're, the you're like, the second guys that i heard at FanFest festival saying di- Diabolos, and I always pronounce it Diabolos. It,
1: I've always heard it both
0: ways. Okay, good. Okay, then it's both ways. Okay, then, yeah. I've always pronounced tomato, it Tomato, tomato, right? It's,
2: <laughs> it's down to where, like, you can look up different website pronunciations, uh, and even they will recommend Diabolos. you do the O different. Diabolos. Like, sometimes you can just roll right over the O, sometimes you pronounce the other. I mean, it's, I'm sure... You know, that's,
1: it's what I like to call the first rule of podcasting. If you can say something and somebody knows what you're talking about... Then it's
2: okay. I can guarantee you, whatever, <laughs> however you pronounce it, that's how I'm pronouncing it from
0: now on. Diablos. No pressure. Diablos. Okay. most so Diablos
2: and
0: Fenrir. Fenrir. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. Um, first, I said uh, I can answer half of this um, because I can't answer Fenrir yet because again, it's you haven't Unreal even seen see Fenrir yet. Seen I mean, you've seen him. Seen it, roar, in we know he's in there. he's in there, but you don't
2: know. We don't everything. You don't know everything. There might know.
0: be some more Typhon and you know. Ah. You mean Chupon? <laughs> Um I'm sorry for like the the people that probably were hoping for a Chupon, I we would, did not go with Chupon. And there's well. a bunch of people like what? <laughs> I remember.
2: I remember when that was a, a thing. Which which name we were going to go with did not land yeah, on Chupon.
0: it's not Chupon because that was that was a mistranslation by whoever did it back in the day. It's supposed to be typhon. I mean, yeah. I've confirmed with the devs. That's I mean that's <laughs> it's the the katakanaization of that word is based off of the Greek. Uh, so, yeah, it's supposed to be time. <laughs> but, okay, so, um, Diablos. Uh, I was told that when you defeat Diablos, did you really defeat him? Did you see anything in that final cut? did not. After you defeated him? You did not? And Maybe he had should... only just woken up and didn't seem very strong yet either.
2: So we were all hmm. discussing... Should,
0: you should check out... I was told that you should check out the, the scene after you defeat him. That's a little the scene. You should check it out. Uh-huh. And, and did you really defeat him? Did you really <laughs> defeat him? And that's what I was told to say, and I can't say any more. So. Okay. Not cryptic at all. All right. I'm sure
2: a lot of people will just be comforted. I mean, when, whenever you when you have a, a knee-jerk reaction to seeing yeah. something in a trailer, like you, you're all excited to see Fenrir, and then you just see mm-hmm. Snowcloak, And there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions. Like, yeah, he deserves more grandeur than that. And so... I
0: cool to look yeah to it yeah yeah as for as yeah as for fenrir i mean yeah you'll, you'll see and i'm sure that there'll still be people that that complain but i mean you know
1: at least they're in there to begin with right like they could just it could just be like a wolf <laughs> yeah you just call it like here's like a know? giant purple wolf as a white boss white wolf yeah
0: i named that
1: because <laughs> he's white um a lot of people are kind of curious about this um the original plan for Dolanid. um was it all that different from you know what we have with the Coil? Um, you know what was it like adjusting those plans when Yoshida came in? He's like, we're gonna bring down the moon.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much that. Um, I asked uh, about this, and there were uh, originally in one in the 1.0 uh, scenario and the story that was planned before Yoshida-san arrived. There was no plan to bring down the moon at all. Um, it was, it was, did not exist. Um, and Yoshida came in and he was like, Yeah, we need to, we need to destroy this world because we need new maps. (laughs) And, uh, and he, you know, was just playing around and playing the game and, uh, he looked up and saw that there were the two moons that had always been there and never really touched upon. He's like, make that fall. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. We can use that because if we bring that down, there'll still be another moon, and that won't hurt anything. You can still have a moon. Like I don't know, but you know, bringing down a moon that's going to wreak havoc on the tides and what's going on. And I don't think you thought that far. He's like, yeah, moon. The tides will be fine. Something
1: Leviathan, whatever. Just do it.
0: Moons. (laughs) And so yeah, it was. um, You know, he said that he wanted to do that, and. and it was up to us. I mean, he had a really good story about how he wanted to do it, and it was up to us to just kind of fill in the details and make sure things worked, like the lambs of uh, the lambs of Dallas mm-hmm. That came after hearing his story, and I was like, oh, "Perfect! I can yes, yeah. definitely call." And I came up, you know, with my idea of um, how to have these people and, and how you know they were you know the the remnants of that story from you know thousands and thousands of years ago that um you know that the Allegans back in that time everyone knew about and they knew what it was for they knew because they saw them constructing it they saw them shoot it into space um, and then they knew that they had the power to bring it back but they weren't going to bring it back and um but then along came the calamity people forget about that um few people that did remain pass it on to their children but they weren't there and it all becomes kind of like this fantasy story to them and as they pass it the story gets more and more diluted but the core remains that someday, yeah. you know, it's like the longest Dalimuth, game the telephone ever. Yes, might come <laughs> back. And, and so you have these people, these crazy people thinking that, yeah, it's some kind of, of lesser God. Yeah, everybody worships Menphilia, but it's actually, you know, Dalamud, her hound, is the one that protects her because she she's weak. He's the one that's strong. And Dalamud's going to come back and he's going to save us. And, and it's only going to save the believers. We're the ones and we've been believing for this many years. And, you know, and because it's a cult, they, they get crazy. I mean, they're driven by that, you know, their heart. They're not driven by, right. you know, reason and logic they're driven by because that's what we've believed and that's what dad believed and that's what grandma believed and, <laughs> and they drink and, a lot of punch and they drink a <laughs> lot of punch
2: Well, wow, it's, it's I, uh, kind of amazing to hear that so many staples of things that we would we had assumed that there might have been plans for Dalaman to have been Alog the entire time before all of this it's wow, I had no idea that so much of that was created simply yep. out of, let's bring down a moon.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that is, is Yeah, yeah it's awesome. the sun's idea. And, and yeah, everyone making it work, and making it work pretty much seamlessly was, I mean, a real achievement. And I mean, it's not just the lore people, but I mean, everyone on the on the team, graphics people, um, you know, their the main quest writers and the battle team, they all have to work out these things. And, and yeah, it wasn't just, let's bring down the moon. It's, it's like, let's bring down the moon, and how can we do it? And then they make their long-term plan, and you know, And it's still, you know, something that's really big and it's still taking part. I mean, final coil of Bahamas coming up. I mean, you're going to get to finally see, you know, the culmination of all of that one little "Let's bring down the moon" is now culminating in this. That's one thing I, I know a lot of people
2: are looking forward yeah. to because we saw the first two turns and we haven't really gotten that answer we've been looking for yet. About... Oh, you're going to get answers. Yeah, and you're we saw in this trailer mm-hmm. uh, Louis Walsh saying excited. you deserve to know the truth. So and you'll learn the to that truth soon. right after. I just,
1: that. <laughs> I just beat, beat Nail the other day, like right before I flew out, and so like, that's like fresh in my mind. I'm like,
2: man, <laughs> yeah. I need to see how this ends?
0: And it's it's going to be awesome. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah.
2: Okay, so this is the end of our our, our larger questions okay. that have uh, big explanations and stuff. But I still have a, a few small rapid fire sure. kind of questions. If we can get them out of the way, if we can't, whatever. let's do it. All right. So you mentioned that you came up with a lot of the landmark names. Mm-hmm. There is a spire in Gridania that seems to be named after Dunstan. Mm-hmm. Is this the Dunstan of 1.0? Yes, if it is. So, what did um, he do?
0: He was the what was the second in command of the Wood Whalers back then, and yeah, um, you know, during that final battle, um, he just went out and he kicked arse. And, uh, you know, he uh, became basically a hero to the people, and, you know, historical heroes get things named after him. Given yeah, that so man a spire. That's right, yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, George Bush Library, Dunstan's Spire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, so we get
2: some closure on him after right. all. That's there you that's go. good. I, um, I know a lot of Gridanians who are going to be happy about that. Okay. Um, so we know that Talegi Atalegi mm-hmm. has a connection to the royal bloodline. He's called a prince. But is he actually connected to Nanamo's bloodline?
0: No, he is not.
2: Okay. So okay. where did he where does he come I in? Can, I can't. We can't talk about it? All right, but I can let's... tell you that he is not, he is not the, the nanamo, he's
0: not part of the nanamo ol namo he's not part of the old bloodline and so yeah, he's Okay. He, we'll take it. If even if all of the bloodline he would not secede the throne. He's has none of that blood in him.
2: Okay, so I'm alright uh, with there's that. There's a lot of stuff we've already speculated <laughs> on about where that could be. We can just keep going in that direction, the forums, there you we'll go. see where that goes. Okay, so very old question. Mm. Um, we heard of a language one time, Rotano Bloodcant. The
0: Rotano Bloodcant. And uh.
2: going through the different translations of the different people who talked about it, it was referred to as an ancient seafaring culture's language, and somehow it ended up on a tablet that might have been connected to a horn that might have summoned something very powerful that the Sahagan might have wanted. Are the Sahagan in any way connected to Rotano Bloodcant? Yes.
0: I mean, this excellent. is theirs. This is theirs. You're you're absolutely right. Yes, it is uh, Sahagin based, and so another. It's
2: theirs. Just closure off the list. Yep. excellent. Okay. Um. So, if Nanamo is only 21 years old, Ooh. and Einzar was the last Miss Beard pretty recently, mm-hmm. and there were some rumors about. Mistbeard, maybe crashing the royal wedding, and maybe hooking mm, up Stealing with a bunch of stuff These rumors beyond <laughs> actual <laughs> treasure. Mm-hmm. These rumors might be with people we actually know now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I was wondering if that was the
0: same Mistbeard in the end. Well, I mean, there are a lot of Mistbeards. I mean, at the, the most, you know, a pirate, there'll be the Mistbeard, and he'll do his thing, and he'll fade off into obscurity. I mean, he'll get his treasure, and then he'll go to the Oregon coast and he'll make booby traps and the Goonies will try to find his treasure. Um, I had a real Goonies vibe from doing uh, Hullbreaker. I don't know
1: what it was about it but I'm just like I just I I couldn't help but think of the Goonies.
0: Yeah. Nice. I I really wanted to name like one of the bosses like One-Eyed Willy, but even even the main lore guy was like no that's that's a little bit too much. (laughs) But um, no and so you have and then again when one Fades away. Then you have another pirate, and you know an up and comer. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm going to be the next misbeard." And he just st- starts calling himself misbeard. And anyone that you know denies it, they can, "Hey, come try to fight me." And he's going to, you know, knock them down and say, "Yeah, I'm misbeard." And so that's why you have just missbeard legends go on forever because you have these pirates that all want to be the next misbeard. And, so- and
1: now in two point four, we'll have like a thousand misbeards.
0: Anybody that can't kind of stand up for the
2: claim gets. Called a pretender and knocked off, but anybody who can kinda of top the last and move uh-huh. on keeps on uh-huh. going. Huh. Excellent. And
0: so yeah, and so, you know, in this case, I mean yeah, there are it's it's it is it does kinda you know, it is pretty close and so there's the speculation there. But that again, this was this rumor, again, whether it's true or not, that is how it's supposed to be. I mean, because again, it's it's mm-hmm. one of those pirate rumors and it turns into legend. It's like, is it real? How much of it is real? Is 100% of it real or is it like only 70%? Okay, what's the 30% that's not real or? Right. I'm mean, I never <laughs> gonna look at him the
2: same way. Again, knowing it might be him in the story. Or it might be some dude named Bob that's like, it I'm gonna be Miss any- Beard.
0: I'm Miss Beard. hey, he's just drunk and crashes party, a party and I'm i like, I, hey. I
1: did a quest <laughs> and got a helmet and now I'm Miss Beard and I'm gonna
2: go. And <laughs> Okay, so we've noticed that the Ixal carry uh-huh. staffs that uh-huh. have the symbols of uh, Limleon and Ocean uh-huh. on them. Uh-huh. Why would Garuda be okay with them carrying around symbols of the
0: Twelve? Um, I don't think Garuda cares about what some little, you know, uh, Ixali collar is doing. Off somewhere in the forest because I think she's got more important things to do. Okay, um, so she's not that jealous after she, all. She, I to mean, her. she is jealous, but she doesn't have time to really care about what's going on in all her, uh, all her minions. And the thing is, the the ixal are basically, you know, they're just crazy. They don't, you know, compared to the amalja, who are a little bit more advanced and a little bit more eloquent. Um, compared to, um, you know, the sylphs who, you know, if you don't look at the crazy ones that want to be touched. They're pretty down-to-earth, and they want to, you know... The Ixal are just like... <laughs> going crazy all we over the place. We used to be and, able to fly, and now yeah. we can. And so they just hate everyone, and so they're going to, you know, kill their enemies, take their stuff and use it, and, and to them, that's like, I'm using your staff on you, haha! <laughs> ha, I'm better than you, and... And so that's why they do it. We used to joke about how they probably just
2: stole them from the Hamlet Raid. Yeah. And they very well just stole them from the Hamlet Raid.
0: They just just steal them. You know, they're using a club and they happen to, you know, attack some adventurer who, you know, forgets to, you know, he's maybe AFK and he's just standing there and knocks him down. Like, hey, I'm taking this staff. That's a nice staff you have. It's better than one than I have here. And so that's really um, the case there. It's It's, it's basically they, they... They do dungeons and they kill us for loot. Is how that works. Yeah, they, work. they, so, yeah, they are. It's it's not stuff that they make. It's stuff that they've stolen um, from their their victims. And uh, and yeah, Garuda doesn't care because she's got you know more important things to be jealous and crazy about. Sounds good. All right. So
2: to follow up on a question from the stream earlier, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, what uh, taxonomy fairies might yep. fall into. Yep. Is there an origin behind how they became? fairies of scholars. Were they, were they fairies and then uh, kind of bound to the scholars? Or did the scholars create them via Arcanema?
0: That. Uh, the second one. Um, ah. Fairies, again, well, they fall under, again, the taxonomy of, of, of elementals. Um, they were actually beings that were created. Um, they did not exist before. Uh, these scholars would take um, the energies and the elements around them using their arcanoma and using their geometries and basically um, creating these beings that were made of the elements and so um, yes so those be bound to the
2: soul crystal and then pass from one scholar to the next whereas carbuncle is more of one per person that is very cool Mm -hmm. okay another one that goes very far back and very few people might even know what I'm talking about, (laughs) but Amberscale Rock is still in the game. Yes,
0: it is. And
2: not only does it look kind of like a dragon, there was a story about a boy Mm -hmm. who brought a dragon, and then we bumped into a boy who might have been that boy trying to return to Ishgard. Is Amberscale Rock the dragon from The Boy and the Dragon Gay?
0: So you're saying Amberscale Rock is gay. (laughs) No, wow. <laughs> now, by gay, I mean happy, because it's the yes. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. I, I yeah, no. That's what the, the the boy and the dragon gay is about—a happy dragon. Um, there were
2: several quest lines, and one day I just noticed that they all kind of tied together, and I had like that kind of mind explosion, and then I was like, maybe I'm just being paranoid, but it looks like a dragon.
0: But it is not the dragon from the do- boy and the dragon gay, because you'll learn more about. Uh, these kind of dragons um, in the coming patch. Ah. dreams of ice okay. I've been wondering why uh, I've been
2: wondering why it looks like a dragon and why it's still there from one point but on yeah amberscale rock is
0: yeah um, we won't touch on amberscale rock we'll touch more on the other parts of your question um, in 2.4 so okay but I can tell you no it is not Amberscale rock is not the dragon from the boy and dragon game
2: since we're segueing through mm-hmm. that I'm actually gonna ask a question that wasn't on our list, if that's okay, we can throw Uh-oh. it out if at all necessary. All right. It was, I bumped into a guy in line today <laughs> mm-hmm. who asked about it, and it seems like something we can just say yes or no about, okay. but we can say it's coming in this patch, just look forward to it. Uh, in the most recent dungeons, we saw in um, Stone Vigil Hard that there were the thaumaturges who turned themselves into dragons. Is that permanent? Is that temporary? Is it an illusion? Uh, that, that face seems to say please look forward
0: please to it. Please look <laughs> forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> okay. If he hears this, if you're out there, please look forward to it. Basically <laughs> most of the stuff that has to do with Ishgard and Rangans, that everyone's been like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? It actually means we're doing our job because what we do is we lay down we've been laying down tons of hints for yeah. the past few patches because we know what it's going to culminate in in 3.0, we've known what's hap- going to come in 3.0, and yeah. so that's one of the cool things that we are able to do. And I think, um, I think even the English team does it a lot more um, than maybe even the Japanese team does, because we know how. I mean, foreshadowing is really is a is a really cool thing, and it can mm-hmm. really, um, you know, make the experience in a game better because. People that pick up on it can start speculating. People right. that don't pick up on it can go back when they realize, like, oh my god, that was right. there the whole time! Like and that, when Bahamut first
2: came out, we found a whole bunch of stuff afterwards that just no one right. even... And, and, and you
1: know, even today with... Um, we did not expect that I was, I was that watching the, the 2.4 trailer on the, on the big screens, yeah. and they, they're showing the bits of Final Coil, and you're in that, that chamber, and you see all the tubes, and it's all dragons.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, okay, so maybe that's... That might lead into something. So, yeah. That's the, that's one of the big things we try to do, is to separate separate the, we didn't mean for that to be big to that's never coming up again, mm-hmm. to please look forward to this later. So, I mean, we have no problem with please, please look, look forward to it. it. That's good news, yeah. even. We shall. Okay. So we've seen that the the Allog have spacefaring technology, uh-huh. um, and yet we've been told that that what destroyed them all was related to earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Um how did they get killed by earthquakes when they have spaceships, and are are there any still out there? (laughs) They forgot to cast float, is what happened.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, yes, we also have, on Earth, we have airplanes and we have ships that can go to the moon and and things, but there's not a lot of them, right? Right. Most of the people are still on the ground. Same thing, um, you know, with dialogue and, the, you know, the Allegans mm-hmm. they... An earthquake is still going to destroy all of the stuff you have on the ground, you know, mission control... So we could just, just kind of chalk area. it up to Dalamid being
2: like a very uh, high-expense military-grade project that was not representative of of what the average person might have access to yeah. in terms and, of- and
0: so, I mean, you have... Um, I mean, they were, you know, very, very technologically advanced, and, you know, again, in their hubris, they... Tried to reach too far to Varda, the skies, and that's what brought down the wrath, and and uh, you know they got punished that way. But uh, um, you know most of the people were, you know, they're down here, they're doing their thing, they're probably listening to their iPods because I like to. I'm not saying that Halligan <laughs> <laughs> technology is filled with iPods, but I mean they had their technology. Obviously, they had USBs because Halligan tombstones right. pretty much. I mean, it's all, mm-hmm. all that information in there. Um, you know, to a person you know, 10,000 years in the future if there's some kind of apocalypse on Earth. If somebody picks up, like, the Final Fantasy XIV USB that we handed out at one of the, the fanfests, they're going to be like, what is this? this? Is some kind of strange stone. And, and actually, yeah, you just <laughs> plug it in and it's just not a bunch of, you know, yeah. um, of my work documents. This is and, worthless. Yeah, give it to an enemy yeah. of the state. Yeah. enemy of the state. <laughs> <and> you <they laughs> have some, yeah. Some collector will be collecting them, and he'll give you great armor in exchange for them because somebody has a little computer with a USB port on it.
2: And they <laughs> Just something that. we wanted to clear up, because when you when, um, guys added the Duty Finder flavor text to the first coil, uh-huh. it became clear that Internment Hulk literally meant Internment Hulk, and um... Turn for in particular, not necessarily being an elevator, but the actual drive cylinder mm-hmm. changed mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a makeshift elevator. Yes. So, that, a lot of people were wondering, well, if they had spaceships, what are they all doing getting killed down here? So, that answers <laughs> a big question. Well, yeah, I
0: it. mean, they, they have spaceships. And so, you know, there's the question it's like, okay, did one or two get away? <laughs> Meh. I'm making my. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> we all know that. Uh, you know, alligence. You know, civilization was destroyed. So it's because most of the people are on the ground, okay. and, and you know, they couldn't. And again, all of their power sources. I like, even think about it. I mean, you know, even if a ship did escape, when they came back, how long nothing, could it really? Yeah, there's nothing there. Okay, right. fuel-wise, how, where they're gonna go? Um, well, and,
1: and, and you know, even then, that kind of brings us back to what we said earlier. Every time there's a calamity, you know, there's always one or two people
0: that survive. That's right. So and that, you know, that was brought up. Um, I think either on. In the, was it brought up on the stage or was it brought up on the, the, but the Archons. Yeah, Yeah, in the stream. Yeah, talking about the Archons. And it's basically, again, it's, they're not all the same person, but again, there's that legend of, there's always people out there that read their history and realize that, okay, this destruction, it's in a cycle, which means something's going to happen. And if you study your books, it's coming in a certain order and you know that something's coming and people, Find find that you know they gather books and tomes and that's their life and they have this you know maybe they have these societies that bring together um, all of this information and then they realize it okay wow this is going to be bad and then they also have that information of like last time there's also this group and so yeah we're mm-hmm. going to be the ones that go out and try to convince the people and then of course there are always the legends there's probably fairy tales or songs that talk about these archons mm-hmm. to the normal people they just think that they're you know these people sent by the gods but actually it's just these people that have learned about what's going to happen, are trying to warn people. Of course yeah. people are going to be like, ah, oh, no, the world, moon come down. Oh, you're not expect me to believe it's that. All, it's the all way. the people on the street
1: with like, the end is near signs. Yeah, no, exactly. They're like, no. That's the guy that's yeah. going to
0: survive the apocalypse yeah. because he's ready. <laughs> he has a bunker. He has canned food and He's got the cardboard right. sign. He's good. He's And that's so, yeah, that's what it is. But you know, and then they become, um, you know, the archons. And so um, it's that same kind of thing.
2: Okay, so we've seen a couple uh, kind of data banks come into the game so far. We've seen the uh, sightseeing log kind of thing. We've seen the, um, the minions. Minion 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 yeah. uh, and we've heard kind of rumors that there might be something related to gear coming soon from one of the live letters a little Hopefully. while ago. Um, I've been personally tearing my hair out with trying to get like some kind of player-built bestiary under control. Is that a worthwhile venture? Are you guys working on anything like that in the future?
0: Um I would say you're safe. Okay. Um, doing what you're doing. Um you know, who knows if we'll, somebody on the producer side decides to give us a in-game library, that would be something really cool that yeah, we could toss in there, but dinner. until we get the okay from for that, I mean, I don't know. And so, um what you're doing is awesome. And so, I would okay. say keep up I'll the keep good working work because on that. I mean, a lot of people use that and it's a great place to get info and I mean, the info that you have there is now that you know the 12th uh, grouping. It's <laughs> grouping. Um,
2: is Stallman dead? No. Yay!
0: He's not dead. And <laughs> you're like great. All, and, all I need it, to know and, is he's not and dead. Seriously, I mean, I, I was happy to hear that as well. I, I asked this because I you hadn't heard anything about him. He's been gone, and he's been gone, and he and we've gotten no quests and heard nothing from. And so I was just like, Stallman was my favorite character Did um, from. Uh, from 1.0. Mine was Piss Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I got to, I was, you know, I was in charge of Limsa lamenta so I got to, I got to translate his stuff, and I, and I loved it. I I'm, loved Stallman, and I loved his character, and I loved his arc, because, you know, he had, he had an arc, um, and it was awesome, and you could see, you know, you know, he was, just you know, I'm gonna do my thing. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna betray because I want power. And then he loses all his power, and he becomes this drunk. But he's still got a little bit of that honor left in him. But you don't know if it's true. I mean, it's the it's first, a great character.
2: The first time we saw him, he was commodore and just wanted to get at Carveline so bad. Mm-hmm. And the last time we saw him, he was just a worthless drunken pirate. And yet he was still trying to do the right thing and bring Carveline down, even in dishonorable. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and I just thought. This is a man who wants to be on a road to redemption, mm-hmm. and then he disappears. And then he disappears.
0: Like, he's on he that road to redemption dead. right no. now. It's just Please nowhere that we can get He's out there to. somewhere. And he's not dead. somewhere. Okay. <laughs> he's not dead. And I spoke with the, you know, with Olas on them. Like, if he's not dead, and you're not going to write his quest for him, let me write the quest for him when he comes back. And it's like, okay. And so I'm going to make sure he comes back. Yes. Past two point five, Stallman returns. <laughs> Stallman returns. <laughs> Dreams of ice. Stallman returns. That is. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be that back that quick, but yeah. We have cleared up pretty much
2: just kind of every, not major loose end. I mean, we can clear up a lot of them just by inferences that were left behind. It takes a lot of puzzle boxing, but it can be done. But a lot of this, the small things that a lot of people are heartbroken about, we have actually managed to clear up a lot of them just cool. in this one discussion, which is excellent. So something a little more a little more recent, a little more vague, a little more can we even talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Dravanians are coming in like crazy, everything connects to them lately, and, mm-hmm. and before the only thing we knew about it was that's, you know, there's some dragons there, guards nearby, and that's where the Charlians mm-hmm. were. Did the Charlians choose to settle there because of anything related to the Dravanians?
0: Uh, no. Um, that area, while you have, you know, when you look at the map and you have Ishgard, it kind of looks like it's close, but... It's not as close as you think, okay. so Charlians did not go there because they wanted to, you know, like, sit on the Germanians' doorstep and say, <laughs> 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 It wasn't anything like that. Um, they are not as close as you think. I mean, they're still in closer proximity than, like, Limso Limenso or Gradania, or but um, they're not close to the point where they're in danger. And okay. the thing is, they're not even there anymore because of true, know, them think. leaving and going back because of the Garlian threat, so...
2: With everything connecting back to them lately, it was something I wanted to either rule in or rule out pretty quickly. Of were they connected to whatever's going on with the dragons at all? So mm-hmm. they weren't trying to learn something by building there.
0: I, I mean, they're always trying to learn about everything. It's like they went to Elrond because they wanted to gain knowledge on that place, and they wanted to help the people that were there, um, you know, see the light. And so, of course, you know, they probably sent parties into Drivania to you know to study up on them, and and they they would have known about. Um, the dragons as well Um, because again it's their whole thing is they are a city-state and a nation of knowledge and they gather their knowledge and then they use that knowledge Um, and so they're always you know they send people out everywhere around the world to gain knowledge and bring it back to their main um, uh, nation their island nation and so uh, you know Charlene in uh Eroze was basically just, you know, an outpost there so they could okay. gain knowledge around that. And so saying that they were absolutely not connected um, with the Dravanians um, would be a lie because um they were there to just create. not a main goal. Okay. It was more it was more to yeah, we want to go to Eros and educate these people because it a lot fun, of stuff nice they don't spot. Love. They're like, this looks good. we'll, we'll camp here. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and flat. There's not many rocks. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's not so. downhill. <laughs> One final question, possibly the most important question. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. What could it be, right? Am I going to start Oh, I don't know, I don't know. No more more questions about
0: Siren, man. You'll ask me that every (laughs) night.
2: (laughs) Could it be about the new Emperor, the new trailer, the new expansion we saw? Well, it does connect to something we saw today. The lore panel hit kind of a high note when we started talking about Thal's Balls.
0: Thal's Balls. Thal's
2: Balls. They were a hot topic. (laughs) You, you mentioned that you loved the idea of creating more expletives. Yeah. with blasphemy. Oh, yeah. are there any other ones that connect to the twelve?
0: Um, yeah, by the matron's teats. I love that <laughs> one the best because after seeing that, um, you know the poster I'm talking about, right? We all know the poster. Those yeah. Today. After seeing that, like it just is one of those things. Like, oh, oh I I know my next. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Even no, in I mean the forums. That was the first response. Like, wow, that's hello. A, <laughs> that's... Bounty and Bounty. <laughs> bounty. I mean, that's what you think, right? Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of stuff in there, and just trying to find different ways to swear without um, going beyond our. I mean, we have a teen rating, but we did have you know our colorful language descriptor. And uh, so we get to do a lot of stuff. I mean, you'll you'll see the the shites in there, and you'll see the arses. And again, we're using the British spelling because I guess that makes it less of a swear word in, in America. Um, it's a fantasy game. They use the, the yeah arse shite, yeah. and um, yeah. We have a lot of stuff in there, and uh, and we're always looking and we're always you know trying to push the envelope. There is uh, with nuker. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> and yeah. And I was a surprise. I mean, I put that in there thinking that literally they would say no, and they didn't. And I was like. And I remember doing that.
1: And I was so surprised when when I found out what it was. And I, I, I messaged you. I'm like... Was this approved? And you're like you're like, it's good. It's I'm like good. Okay
2: <laughs> we, we were we were curious about it at first because we couldn't find any other meaning for it. But I mean, even if it's just a tacit connection to a real world word, it's funny to see it
0: there. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I mean yeah, and so we're gonna there's gonna be ones that we make up and there's gonna be ones that we take in and you know, we wanna make it feel like it fits in the world. And I mean that's and the thing is, with Nuker, I mean, we used it with the Ixel because in, you know, to the five races, the Ixel are a foreign Right. And they're using something that's that's different, and and you know it just seemed cool to have in there, and and also just with the way that we had chosen the Excel to speak, and you know, and uh, it's 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 sad that we can't have the Excel voice because. We know what the will sound like in our heads when we're translating them, <laughs> and we'll be at our booths and we'll be like voicing it, you know, oh. the lines that we write, and you know, usually talking, you're like, talking to subject keyboard like. Ar. <laughs> it's higher than that. Um, think, uh, think uh, the the Chancellor on Dark Crystal, the guy that goes. I was mmm. just about to ask oh. Chamberlain. The, yeah, Chamberlain, Chamberlain. Yeah, Chamberlain. Chamberlain, it's Chamberlain. Was, that's right. I was
2: just about to. Oh my god. There um, is there is a there's like a
0: the there's like a ten minute clip on YouTube that just has all of his mmm, like strung together. Oh Every single mmm in the
2: it's, There are a it's lot awesome. of yes people who, <laughs> have, who have attached that voice to it in their head and it's so funny and so, to hear that that's... I don't
0: know if there's any plans to have Ixels um voiced in the future in some future patch or something like that but if they are when we write down you know what kind of characters should I'm just I'm just gonna put a YouTube link and say this is how they should speak um, because yeah it's it's I mean when we just saw the models and you know the, oh, this is that's the first thing that popped into my head I mean my the nightmares of my childhood just start coming back and it's like, oh, yes. they I need to haunt a new generation. There will <laughs> always
2: be a soft spot in my heart for children's movies that seem like they were made to traumatize children.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dark Crystal, Labyrinth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All yeah. of those good ones. I mean, although I think the thing that was traumatizing the most from Labyrinth was, uh, uh, you know, uh, David Bowie's package. <laughs> I think that was. That the is the first idea. memory
2: we're all coming back to. Yeah. That. <laughs>
0: those those tight that that cod piece. Every
2: time we joke about the possible someday Goblin King in in <laughs> <our> <laughs> so team, It's be, just it's all. gonna start out. He's come 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 start singing magic
0: dance. <laughs>
1: balls balls <laughs> balls balls <laughs> indeed. All right, and I think uh, that's gonna that's do all it then. Got uh, So thanks for everybody for tuning in. Big thanks uh, to Michael Christopher Coachy Fox for uh, for joining us for this episode of Larcast. Yeah. Um, it's
0: been fun. This has been great. A lot it's of like, fun. I just get all this off my chest. I have this weight lifted
1: from me. And I was really glad we could podcast this because we, you know, we go home and we transcribe it, and just you have so like a ridiculous amount of energy when you talk about this stuff, <laughs> and so it's really good to finally kind of have that come in uh, through all these questions and stuff. So thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we've been loving Fan Fest so far with, with all the stuff you've been doing. You so thank still, you. We got that. another day tomorrow. One awesome. whole day. So very cool. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next time. See you again. Right, bye bye.